0: Welcome into The Trenches. I'm Sam Mays. Before we get started, i got to say a big thank you to these sponsors. MidFirst Bank, Laser Light Skin Clinic, the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, Fire Lake Casino, and the Oklahoma Ford dealers. Remember, drive into your best in Oklahoma Ford dealers today for the best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. Big thank you for you guys joining me tonight. I really appreciate it. Let me say this first. The support has been through the roof and absolutely ridiculous. And because I know I'm going to forget to say this at the end of the podcast, if you like what you're hearing, you find me entertaining or informative, will you please hit the subscribe button? I really appreciate it. It really helps us out a lot. Sellout Crowd is new to this game, and we've had so much growth and and a ton of support here as we've got started. But remember, just keep hitting that like button, subscribe button, and leave your comments. I love those too. Some of you guys have such great insight, and it really helps me see the game just a little bit differently uh, when you comment and give me a chance to kind of think about something a little different other than the way that I watch the game of football. So once again, big thank you to you guys for all the support. All right, let's get to it. I've got Bedlam on the brain, and I'm so excited about it because just a few weeks ago, I was doing everything in my power to forget that this game was even going to be played, as Oklahoma State falls to South Alabama, and then they followed up with a loss to Iowa State. Well, the Cowboys are back in action. I don't know how good they're going to be this season at the end of the year, but I will tell you this, Mike Gundy has found a way to put this thing together behind an offensive line that looked inept in the first three games of the season. Uh, a, a quarterback situation was, in my opinion, the stock of college football, and just a disorganized and uh, just poorly run offense that had people questioning whether Casey Dunn was the guy for the job at the offensive coordinator position. So good to see the Cowboys back in action. So as you break down their win over Kansas, there's some things that I really got to hit first on why the Cowboys have improved. And it starts up front with the offensive line, no question. Those guys are no longer setting screens. They're out there actually coming off the ball and drive blocking. The run game is better than it's been all season long led by Ollie Gordon, who we all knew even co- throughout the bad games this season that he was by far the best back they had in the backfield. The performance he had against Kansas was literally historic. He was phenomenal in through catching the football and obviously on the ground. It was incredible watching him get out there and compete the way that he did, but it all comes back to that offensive line and Coach Dickey finding a way to make it work. Gundy notoriously has been unbelievable at taking average offensive lines and putting his offense in a position to have success. The way this line played earlier this season was below average, and even Mike Gundy couldn't find a way to get it done. But when you look at the improvement, which I think a lot of it starts with having a consistent signal caller in the huddle with you in Bowman, making that decision really helped this group. But they've gotten better each and every week. I think Coach Dickey's one of the best offensive line coaches in the country. He's got this unbelievable tradition there at Kansas State. NFL players all over the place for him. No surprise that he is... The coach that, in my opinion, no surprise that he's found a way to get this thing done with this group. And look, we're still, there's so much ball to be played, right? There's so much action uh, still to happen as far as Oklahoma State is concerned. But you have to admit what they've been able to accomplish so far this season in the last couple of games in particular has been pretty great up front. And it's had a direct impact on the success of the run game. And in my opinion, because the run game has opened up, now you're seeing Alan Boma with many more opportunities down the field. I mentioned Ali Gordon once again. I love the kid. I think physically he is everything that you want in the back. I was very fortunate at Oklahoma State uh, to block for three tremendous running backs. And Tatum Bell, Vernon Morenci, and Seymour Shaw, all three of them had their own um, attributes that made them great. Tatum's was just pure speed. Morenci probably the most balanced of the three with his ability to move side to side uh, didn't have to be perfectly blocked block for Vernon because he had so much wiggle uh, in himself and could really make a guy miss. And then there was Seymour Shaw, who honestly might have been my favorite running back to block for. Seymour was hurt quite a bit at Oklahoma State. We never really saw him become the player that I know he could have been if he had been healthy. But it was like if if Tatum was, you know, the the uh, if Tatum was the rifle, Seymour was the complete opposite in the shotgun. Just pure power love the content contact and I knew when he came in the game that it was just about going to work There was probably two or three plays we were going to call with Seymour Shaw in the game and they were all right up the gut and he was going to get out there and just be a bruising ball controlling physical runner and i loved love watching it do it with Ali Gordon he's unique right I don't know that he's got any uh Vernon in him as far as his ability to make guys miss consistently but he does have tremendous speed downfield and man, does he remind me of Seymour when he gets into the line of scrimmage and makes contact with the, with the defense. Just a bruising, physical back. This is somebody that you want to give the ball to 25 times a game because what he's doing in the first quarter is going to be good, but what he does in the fourth quarter is going to be devastating. They can continue to pound the ball over and over and over again with him on the line of scrimmage. He's just an excellent football player, and he's a great tool for Coach Gundy to really help expand that offense. Next, you gotta give a shout out to Brandon Presley. He was fantastic this weekend against Kansas. Good to see them get that young man, the ball in his hand. The yards after catch have been fantastic for him. He's a tremendous athlete. Great speed. He runs excellent routes. And when he catches the football, he is as dangerous as anybody in college football. So good to see him get involved. Now to Mr. Bowman, right? I would have told you week two, three, that he was gonna be my last choice to go in the game because in my opinion in those games, he was most likely to throw the football to the other team. Well, even though I feel like what happened with the quarterback situation in Oklahoma State early in the season was negligence, and really probably the reason they lost a couple of games because they just hadn't had the ability to gel as a football team because of that craziness, I'll give Gunny some credit. I think he picked the right guy, and I think a lot of it is up here, right? I think that Alan Bowman is tough and gritty. He's got a real attitude to him he's got a ton of moxie to him he wants to get in the fist fight right and I like that out of him as a competitor is concerned not every ball he throws is going to be perfect but he is going to stand in the pocket and fire that ball down the field which I don't necessarily believe that Gunner or um oh uh, Mr. Rangel had the were the same type of guy as far as just the confidence in getting the ball out of their hand right Bowman's going to sit back there survey the field Gonna throw it where he wants to. And if you know what, a lot of times it's gonna be completion, sometimes it might be an interception, but he's gonna do it with confidence. He's gonna go hard every single snap. I love the toughness when he runs the football. It's a little bit awkward because he is so big, but he does use his legs well enough to not only protect himself, but to be an asset to the offense down the field. So good to see the good to see him get out there and, and look like the player we were hoping to see him look like uh when we saw him at Texas Tech, you know he that kid had some phenomenal performances. You knew some of this was in him for sure. Well, you just had to wonder where it was at right and And I once again, going back to the quarterback situation, what a mess that was, and I think it really probably prevented Bowman from taking the necessary steps he needed to early in the season. I'm a firm believer here that Oklahoma State most likely should be undefeated, right? I think it was the inability of the coaches in that offense to find that guy right in camp that probably put them in a situation because if you go back and Bowman is the guy from game one, what happens? Well, the offensive line has got their signal caller and, and they become more cohesive as a, as a unit up front, one voice in the huddle, right? Now you've got receivers getting used to the quarterback situation. Bowman's in there throwing the ball a bunch in the non-conference and maybe getting some of the mistakes out of his, out of them, you know, early in the season, and we've got an Oklahoma State team that's looking like they're ranked in the top 25 and they're undefeated. Unfortunately, you know, that wasn't the case. And I'm not trying to just beat a dead horse. But for some reason, you know, Mike Gundy might be the only coach in college football that doesn't feel a sense of urgency. Right. This is a this is that you 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 can't lose. Right. No one wants to see a loss. This is not the NFL. you got to be up and ready to go from day one. And they, the Cowboys just fail to do that. And To me, that's on that coaching staff. All right, defensively for Oklahoma State, uh, I think everybody knows I'm not a huge Brian Nardo fan. I this morning I was on a radio show and on a Sirius XM, and the question was for, uh, given to me as you know how basically how cool is it that Mike Gundy gives these guys a chance, right? It's it, it was Shippensburg University, uh, and now it's you know Brian Nardo from God knows where. Like I'm I'm not. Thrilled about this situation, all right? And I think it comes back to where college football has come. You're talking about a game that is about its business to these kids now. They're making business decisions. So when I see Brian Nardo is a defensive coordinator at Oklahoma State, and if I've got a son that's a three-star, four-star kid that plays on the defensive side, I'm going to ask some questions like, well, what background does Brian Nardo have in the getting guys in the NFL? Right. Where has he come from that makes me feel like he's going to be the guy that I want to teach my son over the next three or four years, how to be a great defender and understanding defense. I wouldn't, I wouldn't make that choice for my kid because you really, I know the transfer portal is available and all that stuff, but you don't, you hope not to use it. So I'm going to give my kid the best chance possible and help him make the decision not to go to Oklahoma State because the defensive coordinator was found in a crackerjack box. It's not, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I will say this about the Oklahoma State defense, Nick Martin, Cameron Epps, Colin Oliver, Trey Rucker, Kendall Daniels, effort through the roof. If I'll give Nardo some credit there if that's something that he's coaching or helping coach they' they'll get out there and play hard. there's no doubt- no' doubt about it. Those kids fly around the football field. But you go back to this three man front, I think there's probably oh I don't know five, six, seven teams in college football that can do this successfully. Because it's a personnel thing. And unless you've got a nose guard that's in there eating dimes and crapping out nails, you are absolutely not going to be able to do this this successfully. They just don't have the build for it. You want your defensive ends to be six six, two hundred and seventy five 275 pounds, 280 pounds. They don't have those dudes at Oklahoma State to play those positions. So I think right off the bat, you put your team in a negative situation because you don't have the personnel to run a three-man front. Next thing. Confusion. Kansas just dropping bombs from all over the place in the football field to wide open receivers. They don't know what they're doing. Who's that on? The coach, not those kids. The effort is there defensively for Oklahoma State. I feel like from the sidelines are being failed. It is what it is. It's a defensive coordinator from Division II football. He's brand new to this. To this, he's brand new to this level of football. He's brand new to these coaches that he's coaching against, which are big time coaches. Maybe he'll figure it out. Maybe he won't. This is what Mike Gundy chose to do with Oklahoma State football this year by hiring Coach Nardo. Once again, a failure to show sense of urgency with your football team. The Big 12 has changed, right? You're saying goodbye to your all-time foe in Oklahoma. You're saying goodbye to Texas. There needs to be a new king of this league. And to me, Oklahoma State football should have the most sense of urgency as anybody in the Big 12 at this point because that crown should be theirs. Mike Gundy's won 160 games, 160 games, right? He's the the most experienced and arguably the best coach in the league. And the decisions that he makes don't show that there is a sense of urgency for him to put that crown on his head. And it drives me nuts, but it is what it is. What this has done for me now, once again, to go all the way back to Bedlam, is it's given me this feeling that Bedlam might be a better football game than we anticipated, right, just a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago, I would have told you Oklahoma's going to win the game 55-7 to as Oklahoma State failed to even show up, I feel like, in the first three games of the season. Now, a new Oklahoma State offense kind of surges on along the season. A defense shows great effort. Those kids will try hard. In a rivalry game, you just never know what will happen. I played in a bunch of these that ended up in ways that maybe they shouldn't have. 2001, the Oklahoma State Cowboys find a way to beat the Oklahoma. 2002, we beat the hell out of them in Stillwater. 2004, almost did it again. with a We had a kick-go-missed left uh, that prevented us from going into overtime. Like, this game can be competitive uh, because it's a rivalry game, and it's the last one. And all I'm really, truly hoping is to see a Bedlam performance that is, One that we can remember, right? As Oklahoma State people, Oklahoma State fans can remember and be proud of. Am I going to pick Oklahoma State to win the game? Of course not. Mike Gundy's the coach. I said five years ago on the radio that I would never pick Oklahoma State to win another Bedlam game than Mike Gundy coached because I did it probably five times in the last 15 years. And every single time I do it, I want to eat my words. So I'm not going to go that far. But I will say this Cowboys football team has put themselves in position to Continue to grow, continue to get better, get to a pretty decent bowl game, and at least make that final Bedlam game in Stillwater uh, one that's special and one for the ages, hopefully. So I'm excited about it. I hope you guys are too. Once again, big thank you for following along here in the trenches. I'm looking forward to the remainder of this season talking to you. Don't forget, I will be live uh, after both games this weekend, the Oklahoma game against UCF and the Oklahoma State game against West Virginia. The lives have been fantastic. I love the feedback. Love how you guys interact with me. So stay tuned to those. I'll be dropping all kinds of uh, notifications on my Twitter. Uh, Follow me at all American maze. It's so much fun on social media. You guys are great there throughout the week also, and make sure you check out my content. I just did a great show with Dylan Gabriel this last week, which was a ton of fun. Make sure you guys tune into that. Uh, We've got some stuff there on the, uh, on the in the trenches podcast that a lot of people have really enjoyed. And hopefully you guys will too. Once again, please like, please subscribe. And thank you so much for joining me tonight. I appreciate it.